A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach, and today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 303 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be here this week. And, you know, I've noticed an uptick in the downloads of this podcast over the past few months. So if you're new here, a huge welcome to you. I'm so excited you're here. Also, if you're not new, I'm also excited that you're here. And whether you are a new or an old listener, if we've never connected before, I would love to do that. I love personally connecting with my listeners. You can send me an email support at veronicagrant.com, or you can send me a DM. I'm Veronica E. Grant. And just tell me about yourself, what's going on in your love life, questions you have, or an insight that you got from listening to an episode. I would really love to connect with you. And so if you're new to the podcast, just to give you a quick summary of how this podcast works, I release a new episode every Thursday. On the first and third Thursdays of the month, I release a coaching episode, which is where I bring on either a client or a listener in the community to be coached by me. And then the second Thursday of the month is a solo episode where I will deep dive into a topic that's coming up on the show or something that's coming up with my clients that I think might be relevant to you, um, or just something that I want to talk about. And then the fourth episode of the month, the fourth Thursday is an expert interview, usually sometimes not sometimes it's another solo episode. Sometimes I bring a past client onto the show uh, to talk about their experience, which is actually what's going to be next week. So that's generally the fourth Thursday, if there happens to be a fifth Thursday of the month, then it's total grab bag. I have done meditations for that episode. I have just taught on another topic that I want to talk about. I have done completely uh, off topic episodes. I think I did one bonus episode where I talked about like apps and TV shows and things like that that I love. So 
fifth episode is basically whatever I want to do. And that's pretty much it. So if you have been listening to this show, and you love it, and it's been helping you, I'd be so appreciative if you left me a review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. So speaking of this being episode 303, I completely missed that the six year anniversary to this podcast was back in January. So I have been here every single week releasing an episode. And it's just been so fun. I really love creating this podcast for you all. So thank you for being listeners. Thank you for being here. Truly, I, you know, I wouldn't have a podcast if you weren't here. And so I just so appreciative of you being here and enjoying the show and sharing the show and reviewing the show and all that kind of of stuff. And the other anniversary that I have coming up in my business is my annual date yourself challenge. So I'm going to be writing my date yourself challenge, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But the funny story about my date yourself challenge is the origin, the original challenge that I ran was back in 2015. I was about six months into my business. So it was summertime. So I started my business in January 2015. And it was summertime. So summer 2015, I still in the health coaching space. um, And I ran a challenge called the Hey Hot Girl Challenge. (laughs) Um, And the whole idea was like seeing yourself as like, a hot girl, like no matter your size or your age or shape or anything like that. So it's basically a self-love challenge. And I think there was 30 people in it, which is funny because, you know, as I got more into the work that I do and the work that I want to do with clients that eventually morphed into what became the Date Yourself Challenge, um, which I ran officially for the first time in February 2016. Uh, So we're about six years, you know, since my first challenge. And from those 30 people who did the Hey Hot Girl Challenge, thousands of women have gone through the Date Yourself Challenge. So it's been really incredible just to see that grow and to see all these women go through this challenge because it's such an it's such a fun, eye-opening um, experience, I think, to do. If you are one of those original 30 people in the Hey Hot Girl Challenge and you're still here, send me a DM or an email, please. I would love to hear from you. Um, and just, I don't know, I would, I would just love to hear from you because yeah, I mean, those 30 people that I think it was about 30, maybe 30 or 40 that did the Hey Heart Girl Challenge, like I really had no idea what I was doing. But you were there and you trusted me. So I'm so appreciative of it. Uh, so my Date Yourself Challenge, it's coming up. We start March 21st, which is a few days from now. Uh, so if you haven't already joined the Date Yourself Challenge, then go ahead and do that. You can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge. And if this is the first you are hearing of the Date Yourself Challenge, the Date Yourself Challenge is a five-day challenge where I help you to date yourself. And it's not just about buying flowers or chocolates for yourself or taking yourself out for a drink, although, you know, those are pieces of it and that can be included in the Date Yourself Challenge. It's really about cultivating a, a more compassionate, loving relationship with yourself. I don't really buy into the whole belief that you have to love yourself first you know, before you can be in a relationship or whatever, because I think the conversation is actually a bit more complex and nuanced than that. But I do believe in looking at the entire relationship you have with yourself. Because if you think about it with somebody else, your relationship with somebody, think with a potential partner, for example, it's going to be a lot more about than just love. Sometimes you're not going to feel love for your partner, you might feel a lot of frustration, or you might feel hurt, or you might feel 
something else, right? And so that doesn't mean there can't be love doesn't mean you can't still have a very fulfilling relationship with that person. But there's just a lot more emotion in a partnership than just love. And so I think the same thing is true with the relationship we have with ourselves. So I don't want you to think about like, self love as a barometer as to like how ready you are for the relationship you want or to be loved yourself, I want you to look at the whole of you and the whole relationship you have with yourself. And that's really what the date yourself challenge is all about. And if you want to dive a little bit more into this, I encourage you to listen to last week's episode where I talk about the different pieces of how self love actually works and to make it more practical and tangible and achievable rather than just buy flowers or whatever it is. So if you want to work on the relationship with yourself, If you want to meet other women who are in this kind of space, um, have the same kind of lexicon, doing the same kind of work, and you want to hang out with me for a week, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. It's totally free. It's a free challenge. And at the end of the challenge, I'm going to teach a workshop for the challengers all about how to, you know, really start the, the inner work process so that you can heal whatever you need to heal, clear whatever blocks need to clear, you know, to have the relationship that you want to have. So again, to join us, veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. It's totally free. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of a heads up. And I know this might sound weird because I just talked about how the date yourself challenge has been around basically since the beginning of my business. But this might be the last time I run the date yourself challenge. And I say might because I'm not 100% sure. And normally, I wouldn't say something, you know, announce something that I wasn't 100% sure about. But the only reason that I'm telling you this is because if you're like, "Eh, I don't want to do it this year, I'll do it next. I just want to give you a heads up that there might not be a next year. And that's because I think I might replace it with another challenge that I'm going to run later this year, I'm going to test it out and see if I want it to replace the date yourself challenge. So that's why I'm kind of not really sure. But I just want to give you all the information. So that you know, you can just take a little gut check. If you would feel okay, then great. (laughs) And if you would feel a little bummed out or like you missed out, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge and sign up. There is a pop up Facebook group that goes along with the challenge. But if you're not on Facebook, or you don't want to do the Facebook group, that's totally fine. That's a little added bonus to it. Um, You'll still get a lot of benefit just from reading the daily emails and doing the assignment from the emails. All right, my dear, that's all I'm going to say about the Date Yourself Challenge. I hope to see you. We start Monday. Um, so if you are listening to this on or around the time the challenge is going on, you can still sign up and still get access to all the emails. If you are listening way beyond, you know, when this challenge actually ran, you can still sign up because I'll have some sort of freebie to give you. That won't be the quite the full challenge experience, but it'll kind of get your wet your appetite, so to speak. All right, so let's get to my conversation today with Allison. I'm super excited about this episode. So Allison has just started dating someone and she is nervous about messing it up. And part of the reason why she's nervous is because before her relationships ended after about that three month mark that I know a lot of you all probably have experienced before. And it's mostly after intimacy issues. So in the past, she would get physical way too fast. And then the relationship would dissolve from there. But she really likes this new person. There seems to be a lot of promise. This person seems to be really emotionally available and also available to her. And so she wants to set herself up for success. And she doesn't want to quote unquote, mess it up. 
So this is a conversation about the so-called dating rulebook or the playbook, so to speak. And it's also a conversation about physical intimacy and emotional intimacy and how the two work together and how to know when you want to do what. So if any of that kind of stuff sounds interesting to you or things that you struggle with in your love life, in your dating experience, I think you're really going to like this episode. So make sure you take some notes, listen again, do whatever you need to do to really absorb all of the stuff that we talk about in the coaching conversation. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Allison. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Hi, good to be here. So my question is how to navigate through the early stages of dating when it comes to meeting someone on dating apps. Oh, I love talking about this. So how early are we talking here? Um, So right now we've only been on two and a half dates. The first date being the FaceTime dates. So that was a little confusing, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. And so what's the, I don't know what words you would use, but what's the problem, the issue? the fear. Yeah. So I've never been in a relationship before and I've always been in like the talking stages of these relationships. And when I say talking stages, it lasts like three months max. So I just need advice on how to navigate it. Cause I've just, I feel so bad at it because everything has ended past three months. Okay. Why well, have all those other relationships or why do you think those other relationships have ended after three months? I think it, it differs and it's case by case, but the theme for some of them would be, we get physical way too fast. Okay. Okay. So, um, what do you think you're, or or why do you think that happens? What do you think you're trying to seek by getting physical with the partner? I think I just, I desire it. And I would say I'm a late bloomer. So I didn't like get my first kiss until like freshman year of college. And then I'm okay with saying this, but actually I don't know. Um, I lost my virginity like last year. So I'm very new to this. And then I think when I do start meeting up with these guys, like I just want to gain more knowledge on it, essentially kind of like um, rush through it because I was so delayed. Okay. Okay. And do you think there's any part of you, and I'm just being curious here, so I'm not like insinuating anything. Um, is there any part of you that is also seeking a stronger emotional connection through having a physical connection? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There really is. There never is. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's a mistake that a lot of people make like, oh, okay. If we have sex then we'll be really closely connected and that's just a dangerous proposition (laughs) or assumption to go by. Um, okay. So, why do you believe that you need to have more experience? Because I want to come off as confident and knowledgeable when we do get to that stage of like becoming physical. Like I'm so used to being bad and new at it um, that it just like makes me feel uncomfortable. And I want, how did you, I'm trying to figure like, how did you know, or why did you think you were bad? I understand like, maybe you felt like you were new. Cause like, maybe you did have your first kiss or first, you know, sexual experience later than what might be average. Honestly, I don't even know what average is to be totally honest, but, but I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I understand like logically why that you might feel like that's a problem, but I'm trying to figure out where that's coming from. I think it's lack of confidence and then like saying it to the partner and the partner just like confirming that. (laughs) 
What do you tell the partner? I'm like, oh, I'm bad. I'm bad at this. And they're like, you just have to learn and gain more experience. And one of them even said, like, you have a steep learning curve, but you can do it or something like that. Okay. So then people are basically reflecting back the energy that you're giving off. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So you've been listening to my show for at least a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I say anything, what do you think I'm going to say? Um, the inner child. <laughs> um, I mean, of course. Um, but also that's not exactly what I was thinking of right now. Any other guesses? Otherwise I can just keep going. Yeah, you can keep going. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the inner child's not playing a role, especially when it comes to your confidence, because you probably did learn to source. I mean, and and I don't mean like you specifically, I think a lot of us do this. Like we learn to source confidence from things outside of ourselves. So when we're younger, that can look like body size. Um, That can look like being popular and having lots of friends that can look like good grades or like being like the star soccer player or, you know, things that, you know, are things that kids do. (laughs) Right. And so when we get to be an adult, then we can do a very similar thing where we get confidence because we've had a lot of sexual partners or a lot of relationships or a lot of experience online or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, there's a couple of things on the very surface telling someone that you don't have confidence or you don't know what you're doing. I think we treat people, excuse me, we teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we're kind of projecting that lack of confidence onto somebody else, then they're going to be like, yeah, you're kind of right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to be honest, like, I do think confidence can be incredibly attractive and sexy to a potential partner. So if you're basically saying like, I have no confidence, I have no idea what I'm doing. And and there is a time to be like, oh, this is new for me, or I'm a little nervous about this because that's a part of being vulnerable. Uh, so there's, there is that I'm not saying like, you can't ever like let your guard down at, at all. But my impression is that you're doing it in a way where the other person's I don't know if they're like looking for an out or they just kind of lose attraction because they're like, this woman like has no confidence in herself or, or whatever. And then things just fall apart from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the main thing is I'm just doing this way too early. Like, I think I should be able to say like, I'm not as comfortable with this and the person still be willing to be with me. I think it's just because the guys don't know me. So it kind of just like throws them off on the early stages. Right. Right. Because if you, if you lead with it, like, oh, just before you get to know me, let me tell you this really yeah, bad thing exactly. about me, then yeah, you're right. Like that's not super attractive. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not information that you can't later on share, but that's earned information. It's privileged information through developing a relationship that creates a safe space. Yeah. And the other thing is and we can come back to this, but the other thing is I don't really buy the whole thing that like, you need to have a lot of experience or people who have a lot of experience are better equipped, you know, to be in a relationship or, you know, and then all the things that come with it. I just don't really buy that argument. I do think that if you grew up in a family where there wasn't, you know, vulnerability or healthfully managing difficult emotions or setting boundaries. Sure. There's a learning curve with that, but guess what? 
you can be, have been dating for 20 plus years and you still might need to learn how to set some boundaries and communicate better. (laughs) That has nothing to do with like how many sexual partners you've had and how much dating you've done, because you can practice communication and boundaries and vulnerability far outside the realms of dating. And honestly, that's all that matters when it comes to navigating a new relationship, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Second is that you're human as far as I know. And I think that, you know, like whoever created human beings, God, evolution, whatever, did it in a way so that we can easily reproduce, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If it was like so complicated or hard to reproduce, then like the human species would have died a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so of course, can you learn some tricks in the bedroom? Yeah. And there's plenty of podcasts out there. Do you know what I mean? But I think that you already know how to have a sexual relationship and physical chemistry with somebody because like you're a human and therefore Mm -hmm. it's instinctual. Mm -hmm. Now, because sex and physical intimacy can be quite taboo, the only thing, or I'd say if you want to call it a learning curve, but it's not really a learning curve, the only thing that might be there is peeling back some layers around discomfort around our own bodies or sexuality or physical intimacy with other people. But again, you can have those blocks and hangups after 20 plus years of dating. Mm. Okay. So I said quite a few things. What's popping out? I'm just so used to being physical with someone without having the emotional connections. So it's just like, how did I not know that before? And now that I'm trying to be more present with my current situation, it's like something new to me. Like, right. And also it's because I was dating in COVID and it was cold. So it was just easier to go to someone's apartment. But like now you have to be more intentional. I mean, I at least want to be more intentional and not go to someone's apartment and do something right. outside. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this relationship because here's the truth. You cannot mess this relationship up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You can't mess it up if you listen to the information that you're receiving from your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. And even then I would say like, it's not really a mess up. It's just a nice learning experience. (laughs) True. But if you ask for what you need or you share how you feel and not like what you think you should do, or it's coming from a place of insecurity of like, okay, let me just tell this person I haven't had a lot of sex in my life. That's not really coming from like your truth, right? That's coming more from insecurity, right? So if you're acting upon what feels true for you based on the information that you're receiving from your body, then that's all you can do. And if the other person isn't here for it or doesn't resonate or is freaked out or just doesn't align or whatever, yeah, that relationship might end, Mm -hmm. but that's not you messing it up. Mm Mm-hmm. That's you being like, this is how I feel. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. So you've been on two and a half dates. So really, really new. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me what you want from this relationship. Not like long-term what your ideal is, but like the next step, what would you be your ideal next step? Like next step as in a relationship? Like, do you have plans to see this person again? Do you want to see this person again? If you don't have plans what would be your ideal next step or your next thing? I guess you could so, say. Yeah. My ideal next step would be going on another date with him and doing like some sort of activity to really okay. get to know him. 
Okay, great. And do you have something in the books for that? Not yet because he's currently on vacation. Okay. Okay, great. And so what's your status like? Like, are you texting or is he supposed to get in contact with you when he gets back? Like what's, where are you at right now? Yeah. So very good question. Um, so that was also something that I was nervous about because he was going on vacation. So I was like, uh, should I continue texting him or not? Um, so basically he said, basically I said, um, I'm just going to let you relax and not, and stop texting you. And I hope you have a great trip. And he actually responded with the sweetest text and was like, you don't know how much I appreciate that just shows like the energy of you caring about my relaxation or something like that. So I was like, Oh, okay. Good job. Me. Um, <laughs> so that's where we ended and he's coming back in a couple of days. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. So, I mean, listen, ultimately it's your life. You can do what you want. If I were you, well, I can share what I would do if I were you. Are you open to that? Yeah. I would so, I would share something along the lines, you know, if he's getting back, so it's Friday, we're recording this on a Friday, he's getting back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would probably send him a message sometime this weekend. It could be today, but it could also be tomorrow or Sunday. And I would say something along the lines of maybe not word for word. I wouldn't take this down because I'd have to think about it for a second. So I'm kind of going off the fly, but something along the lines of like, Hey, I hope you had a really great vacation. I would love to see you again once you get back and settled in you know what's your schedule look like next weekend or mm-hmm. something like something along those lines short and sweet but also like hey let's see each other again you know because mm-hmm. I'm not into endless texting my philosophy is that if me asking to see them again is like too much or scares them off then they were either never really serious about me or they're never really serious about a serious relationship or they just think they can be in a relationship, but if that scares them off, then like, they don't know what's coming to them. Cause <laughs> that's my that. philosophy at least. So he, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. He actually said before he left that he was excited to see you when he got back. Great. So, yeah. So there's definitely a thing there. And I also forgot to mention that we have been texting every day since like the past couple of days. Oh, easy peasy then. Yeah, I forgot to mention all that. And <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny though, because the conversation, each of us take approximately like two hours to respond. <laughs> it's like equal. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if it's genuinely two hours because you're out doing something or you don't have your phone on you, then great. Yeah. But I wouldn't no, I wait two hours just because, you uh-huh. know, it's some game because that's going to, that that's just a game you don't want to play. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. So let, let's do this. Go ahead and close your eyes for me. And take a few breaths and just kind of get centered. Okay. So what I want you to do is I just, I want you to, gosh, this is going to sound so airy fairy. I usually like to speak in this kind of language, but we'll see what comes up. I want you to just feel into your next step. Ask yourself what that is. And then when you have an answer, you can open your eyes and let me know what it is. Or if you get totally stuck, you can open your eyes and we can talk about it. Next step of what I want to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Close your eyes again. Soften your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I you're, you're thinking, you're not feeling. Fine. <laughs> okay. That's okay. This takes practice. This is not like a thing we just magically are good at. Soften your jaw. 
I was a yoga teacher for 15 years. I know what it looks like and people are clenching their jaws. <laughs> I know. Okay. Quality time. Great. So you want to make quality time happen. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea? Because you said you wanted to do an activity earlier. Now you're saying quality time. Similar, you know. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Similar vernacular here. Um, do you have an idea of what that activity might be? No, I haven't thought of it. Okay. So that might be um, a fun thing to, to do. Cause he's the one, I mean, look, sometimes like, it's really fun to have the other person totally plan the date, but then sometimes it's fun to be like, Hey, you were just on vacation. Let me plan something, you know? Yeah, I and, think so, it's and so, yeah, I would just, you know, look up some things that are going on and, um, just plan the date or, or get some, not necessarily plan the date without, <laughs> knowing if you can, you know, attend that, uh, certain yeah. time period, but at least have a couple of ideas of, Hey, I, this, I think this would be super fun to do together or whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter, but I think it might be helpful to have an idea of what that activity will mm-hmm. be. And, Definitely. um, again, like I can't emphasize this enough. Don't be afraid to initiate it mm-hmm. because when someone is emotionally available. They don't want to do speaking kind of general generally, but I do think it is fairly true. People who are emotionally available don't necessarily want to put in all the legwork, even if it's a man dating a woman, (laughs) you know what I mean? Both people or both parties in a relationship want to feel taken care of and feel supported. Mm -hmm. Even if it it looks like planning a date or, or at least having an idea of what to do together, just kind of take some of the burden off the, the other person. Um, and the reason why I say emotionally available person is because someone who's not really emotionally available, but is looking more for that, like kind of control or narcissistic behavior, like they want the control and the power. Do you know what I mean? So, so offer something, offer an idea up and say, when do you think you might be able to do this? Or does this weekend work? Or does this Friday work or whatever? And again, if that totally freaks them out or if you can't find the time or whatever, like, yeah, that will suck. It'll hurt. But that's also the information that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I get that. Cool. Okay. Let's talk about the uh, having sex too soon thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that seems to be another piece. So what I encourage you to do is Instead of, well, first of all, if you do want to share about 
your intimacy experience. And sometimes that does come up in relationships. And again, like that's privileged information, but I want to make sure that you feel safe mm-hmm. and sharing it makes you closer rather than sharing it as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Do you know the difference of how that feels in your body? You mean sharing it with this, the person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sharing that information. Cause like before you were telling me like how you're like, Oh, I don't have a lot of experience. And then like, they would kind of reflect back and like, yeah, you kind of don't, you got a big learning curve or, or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. remember what it feels like to share that information as more of like a defense mechanism? Do you remember what that feels like in your body? Yeah. It's like traumatic kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if that's the feeling in your body and you're also feeling the urge to say that, I would urge you to not because Mm. it's not coming from your truth. It's coming from fear. Mm. Total fear. Yeah, you're right. I'm terrified whenever I mention. You're terrified of what? When I was a virgin, that was always the thing I was terrified to tell the guy that I was seeing because from past events, like guys would just dump me because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So actually moving on now, when do you think is a good time for me to share that I'm like, not, I want to take it slow and I'm not as experienced like sexually. Well, it depends how you portray it would be, would, would determine my, my answer. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell someone you want to take it slow physically as soon as you want. Okay. I think you have to have a reason for it. Um, okay. I think as women in our patriarchal society, we're trained to believe that if we have a reason for having a boundary or if we have a boundary or a no or whatever, we have to have a reason for it. Mm. And it's like, sometimes you can just take things slow because you want to take things fucking slow (laughs) and Mm. who cares? You're not answering to anybody. So, so I would say you wanted to take something slow is whenever you want, whenever it feels appropriate, whenever it feels appropriate, whenever the conversation or the topic is, is, is coming up. So, Okay. One thing that happened during the pandemic is, so like I said earlier in our call, a lot of people jump to physical intimacy in hopes that it'll bring them the emotional intimacy they want. But like, aside from like rom-coms, that like never happens in real life. (laughs) Having any kind of a physical intimacy without emotional safety, it's a dangerous game to play in my opinion. So I think also sharing private things about yourself is very similar in that right? Like if you want to share something about yourself, perhaps that you don't have as much experience as maybe the next person does or whatever, then I think you only want to share that when there is emotional safety, when Mm -hmm. you haven't felt judged by the person, when they seem to validate your experiences. And it can just be like little things. Like, let's say you're walking outside and you're like, oh, it's cold. And the other person's like, yeah, it's cold. Um, They're like validating your experience where it's like, it's not cold. (laughs) And it's Mm -hmm. like, or, you know, that's another way they could respond. And that might not be a big deal, but it also could be indicative of like them just not validating your experiences. So it's those kinds of things and those kinds of interactions little by little that will ultimately build what I call a safety or emotional safety container, where then you can, um, you know, feel free to share something that, you know, might have some embarrassment around it or, or even some shame around it or whatever. But I would also encourage you to do your own work around letting go of the shame or embarrassment you might have around not having a lot of experience. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so be, because at least in my opinion, there's nothing to be shameful or embarrassed or sheepish or whatever you would say about mm-hmm. it. I agree. I do have one example that kind of shared emotional safety, like you mentioned. Um, so essentially after our first FaceTime date, he didn't text me after. So I was like, oh, he didn't like me. And then he ended up texting me five days after to get dinner. And so on the dinner date, I told him, I was like, oh, because you didn't text me, I thought you weren't interested. He was like, oh no, like, I don't want you to feel that way. I just didn't want to come off as overbearing, which was like totally the opposite of what I thought. He was like, no, I was telling all my friends and and whatnot. And then after that first date, he texted me and was like, I had a really good time. And now I know kind of around the lines, I should text you and not assume you know how I feel. Which I is- love that. I, I, I love that. That's so sweet. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of promise in this, you know, very new relationship so far. And I think ultimately, like, I can't tell you exactly when you should share any kind of private information, whether it has to do with like your sexual experience or anything else. What matters is you feel emotionally safe with the person. And also it's coming from a place of this is something that I want to share versus this is something that I should share. And so when you are like, so what I would do is I would just let go of the idea or of the, like, oh, I need to tell him this, I need to tell him this, I need to tell him this. Cause that's just not a helpful energy and just let it go completely. Just like, forget the need to tell him this information. And then when you are together, maybe you feel like, oh, actually this is something that I want to share with you. I'm actually not that experienced sexually mm-hmm. or whatever. And that way you'll be more likely to have it come from your place of truth and just sharing a vulnerability and a piece of you rather than um, a place of, you know, coming from the should, the shame, the fear, whatever, the, whatever it is, because however you project that piece of information, they're probably going to not probably, but there's a better chance that they're going to receive it in the way that you're sharing it. So if it's just like, oh yeah, this is something that's about me. I just don't have as much experience as other people do. Then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Great. No problem. Versus like, oh, I got to tell you this thing. And then they're like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. So, so that's why I, I do encourage doing your own work about it. I, I just think that, yeah, I, I do think that Oh God, I I don't want to get totally into this because I could probably do a whole episode about it. But yeah, I think there is a lot of, I don't don't know what I'm trying to say. I I, I think there is probably like a lot of expectation around, you know, you have to be experienced, but also you can't be slutty. And so it's like women are just trying to walk this super fine line. And it's, in my opinion, it's impossible because like, if it's too much, then you're too slutty. And if it's not enough, then you're too prude and not experienced. Nobody wants to fuck a virgin or whatever, you know? And, you know, <laughs> apologize for my language, but I feel like that's the way how, how it's portrayed in society or in our, in our culture. And so if I were you, I would just forget it. And the facts are you've been having sex for about a year of your life and let it just be a fact rather than a story of, about yourself, like of who you are or what you're able to do or what you're not able to do, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you. Okay. Is this helpful? So helpful. I appreciate it. Okay, good. Thank you. 
Hey, real quick, before we get to the rest of the episode, I wanted to make sure you knew that my popular date yourself challenge is coming up. This is the only time this year I'm running the challenge and I don't want you to miss it. Over 5,000 women have gone through the challenge and have learned to reconnect with themselves, discover who they are and call in love. And I'm so excited for you to get started on that same journey. When you join the date yourself challenge, you'll get five daily dates for you to have with yourself so you can attract the relationship you dream of into your life. Each challenge will be simple and take just a few minutes to complete. And if you do them, you won't be able to avoid but having more fun and ease in your love life. So if you want to work on yourself before you start dating again, or you're about to give up on finding love, you really can't afford to miss out on this challenge. And of course, it's free. To join, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge to sign up. We even have a pop-up private Facebook group just for challengers where I can get to know you and support you in your love life. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge to sign up. All right, back to the show. Thank you, Allison, for coming onto the show. As always, I so appreciate your courage and vulnerability. Your questions help so many women, and I just so appreciate that. If you would like to be coached on the show for free, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom of that page. At the bottom of the page, there'll be a link. Click the link. That link will take you to a Google form, fill out the Google form, and then my assistant Jess will get back to you about scheduling a call. I usually do these calls about once a month, sometimes every other month or so. It really just depends on how far out I am with recorded episodes, but that will get you on the waiting list and we will contact you as soon as we're ready for you. And I can't wait to connect. All right. So I want you to walk away with five takeaways from this episode. So number one, above everything else we talked about in this coaching episode, I need you to know you cannot mess it up. I know that there are a million rules and you should do this and you shouldn't do that and say this and text this and let it make move and all this kind of stuff. And listen, if those rules have worked out for you and you've gotten to where you want to go in your love life, then like by all means, have fun. But if that's not the case, please hear me when I say you cannot mess up a new relationship. Now, of course, like if you want to get technical about it, sure, I'm sure you could probably do something egregious or horrible that might mess up (laughs) a new relationship. But I'm talking about like you just being you and trying to see if this is the right partnership for you. You cannot mess it up. If sharing how you feel, if initiating a date, if saying something or whatever it is, is too much for the other person, they were probably never available for the relationship you really want anyways. So the sooner you can get that information, the better. Does that mean it won't hurt for a moment, a few moments when the relationship is breaking down? Probably because your feelings on some level are wrapped up in it, but you can't mess it up because again, like even if you played the rules and got through like this beginning part of a relationship, something else would have messed it up or you'd have just ended up in a relationship that was toxic or just not emotionally available or not fulfilling or whatever it is. So you cannot mess it up. Please hear me when I say that. The second thing is you can have sex whenever you want. If you want to have sex the first night, have fun. If you want to wait until marriage, great. And then everything else in between is great too. The key is, is that it has to feel good for you. There are no rules except for the rules, aka boundaries you set. And watch out for people who try to talk you out of your rules and boundaries, even if it's presented in a kind or a 
flirty way. So what I mean by that is, let's say you have a boundary with yourself that you don't want to have sex with someone outside of a committed relationship. That's a boundary you have with yourself. Okay, fine. And so let's say you express that boundary to said person. Um, but they're like, Oh, come on. Like, aren't you feeling it? I'm really feeling it. Like, and they might be trying to cross that boundary, but it's coming off of like, you know, 90s rom-com kind of style. That's still something I would actually look out for. And just not, it's not to say you can't change your boundary or your quote unquote rules if you want to, because again, they're your boundaries, they're your rules. But this is where you have to do a little bit of a gut check and notice how it feels for you and your body. If it feels great, then great. And if it doesn't feel great, then don't freaking do it. All right. So the third takeaway is Allison thought that her lack of sexual experience was a burden or is a burden. And it may be a fact that she's only been having sex for one year of her life, but the story she makes up about it is completely subjective. So if the story is that it's a burden or a quote unquote downside about her that she's only been sexually active for a year, people will often take that information in as such. Plus, as I mentioned, the lack of confidence isn't that attractive to other confident folks. So instead, she can share that something's new to her. And that's that no story, no drama, no like, oh, this is what it might mean, or this is what I'm afraid you're going to make it mean or whatever. It's just here's what it is. And hopefully the other person will be cool. And then you just move on from there. And you just keep on going. And Again, there might be some rejection there, right? They might not be interested or they might say something hurtful or harmful or whatever. And of course, you will have to deal with that and you'll cross that bridge if and when you you get to it. But if the person is a kind person, if they are emotionally available, that's probably not going to happen. And if there is any negative repercussions from that, again, I'm not saying it's not going to be hurtful to you um, because you did share some private information. However, Again, kind of like what I said earlier, it's probably better to know that sooner rather than later because it's just bad news bears. Let's just put it that way. All right. Fourth takeaway is you also never have to share anything private or personal that you don't want to. Um, I think a lot of times when people feel like, oh, I have to be more emotionally available, that means I have to be more vulnerable. And then being vulnerable means just like sharing things that are private for you, um, personal to you or, or whatever. And you never have to do any of that. Vulnerability is really more about just sharing how you feel in the present moment. Like, oh, I'm feeling a little nervous to say this, or, oh, I'm feeling a little nervous to meet you, or, oh, I had a really great time tonight. That's actually being very vulnerable because you're saying what's true in the moment. So before you begin to share anything that's private or personal, I think you have to establish some emotional safety first. So do they validate your experience, your emotions or your boundaries? So if you have set a boundary around physical intimacy, if you have set a boundary around not going to the person's home before you get to know them better, like in a private space, if you have shared what you feel, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling a little nervous. Do they validate it? Do they honor it? Um, If not, there really isn't much emotional safety there. And then anything private you want to share is probably going to be a recipe for rejection or at worst used against you because there just hasn't been that emotional safety established yet. On the flip side, notice when 
the other person might be using vulnerability as a weapon themselves. So sometimes people will, especially people who have more controlling tendencies, maybe even some narcissistic tendencies, will tell you something that feels quite vulnerable, but like you don't really know each other that well, but they're just telling you this because they just feel so safe with you for some reason, like who knows why, right? And they'll tell you something and then they'll say like, I've never shared this with anyone. And I'm not saying that like that can't happen pretty quickly with someone depending on, you know, the situation. However, a lot of times that can be used as a weapon because it can be used to create this false sense of vulnerability, this false sense of emotional safety, because they've shared this thing with you, which can kind of trick you into thinking, oh, they are being emotionally available or whatever. But even though they've shared this thing, they actually haven't really established emotional safety with you because they haven't validated your experience or your feelings or your boundaries. And so you just have to be, I could probably do a whole episode about that. Maybe I will. Let me know if you want me to do an episode about that. But you just have to, you do have to be a little bit mindful of that. And, you know, that's where you'll use some discernment. But just taking it back to the original piece of this takeaway, which is you never have to share anything private or personal that you don't want to share. Um, that's not how you get to emotional intimacy. That is something that happens after emotional intimacy has been reached and you reach emotional intimacy by feeling validated and feeling, um, you know, like your boundaries and all that kind of stuff are respected. Okay, so kind of going along with this same point, the fifth takeaway that I want you to walk away with is physical intimacy doesn't lead to emotional intimacy. And this is why relationships tend to break down after sex. And this is why then women will vow to themselves, I'm not having sex until you know, we're in an established relationship or until we say I love you or, or whatever. And again, I'm not saying you can't have those boundaries for yourself, but I do think that whatever boundaries you set need to come from a place of intention and need to come from within and from your truth and not from a, a place of fear because you don't want something to happen again, because then it'll be much easier to break your own boundaries or break your own rules, which will kind of get you into situations that you might regret later on. So what happens is you're dating someone and you want to kind of get to the next level or you want to get to, um, you know, a, a closer emotional intimacy with them. And so we mistakenly believe that physical intimacy will get us to that place. And what ends up happening is you've tried to have physical intimacy without emotional safety. And that's risky business. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a one night stand. Or just have someone that's like just around for sex and that's fun. That's a different story and that's a different conversation. I'm talking about when you're dating someone and you are interested in potentially pursuing, you know, a a serious relationship with them. I'm not saying you can't have physical intimacy soon, but if the emotional intimacy isn't there yet, physical intimacy won't get you there. And what it will do is it'll just create it's just a risky situation in terms of being hurt. um, Because when you do have physical intimacy with someone, then you often then want to be validated emotionally. But if that emotional safety isn't there, you're just setting yourself up. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want you to jump to a rule or a boundary like, okay, no sex outside of a relationship or no sex outside of marriage or no sex outside of I love you or whatever it is. I want to take some time and like really think about, okay, what feels true for you? What's coming from a place from within? Rather, is the rule or boundary coming from a place of fear 
or a reaction from something else that's happened. Because again, those rules are going to be much easier for you to break on yourself. And then, you know, you're probably going to end up feeling crappy once you do. And that just kind of spirals and cycles from, from there. So one last thing that I want to say is, um, at the beginning of this episode, or my the beginning of my conversation with Allison, I asked her what she thought I was going to say. And she immediately said, inner child. <laughs> and look, not a bad guess. This, you know this if you've been listening to my podcast for a while. And honestly, if we were working together, of course, we would start there because I do think that working with the inner child will help her to get more clear on what is true for her, what is a boundary that feels like her truth versus something that's coming from fear or reaction to something. Um, So yes, the inner child will certainly help you do that. It'll certainly peel back the layers as well so that you're able to more emotionally connect with someone so that then that can lead to a more authentic expression of the physical intimacy that you want to have, et cetera, et cetera. So if that kind of work is what you're looking for and you want to get rid of like the rules, do this, do that, because you will drive yourself crazy and you will constantly be living in your head and you'll constantly be like, okay, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? I don't even know how you date from there, honestly. So if you're interested in letting go all that crap and really just creating your own rules and your own boundaries that come from within and within your truth, I would love to work with you. So I work with clients one-on-one in my Deep Work, Deep Love coaching program. If you're interested in connecting um, and having a conversation around whether or not that is the next right step for you as you do this inner work, um, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. I also have my annual Love Incubator program coming up, which is my one-on-one program with a group experience. I'm not going to talk about that too much today because we're going to talk about that more next week and actually really over the next couple of weeks. Um, But just know that you have a couple options to work with me both either one-on-one or in a one-on-one with the group environment as well if you like kind of that group think and group experience um either way go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching because you'll need to connect with me whichever experience you're more interested in um, and have a conversation with me just to make sure it's the next right step and of course, the Date Yourself Challenge is starting next week. So veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge is the place to go to sign up. Again, that's totally free. We're going to have a lot of fun, but we're also going to do some good work. So it's a really great um, way to kind of step your toes into the water, so to speak, of personal growth that feels very doable and tangible and it's not like too overwhelming or too much. And also, if you've been doing this work for a while, but either you've never done inner child work before and you're not really sure where to begin, or you've been doing a lot of inner work and you're like, ah, God, I just feel so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do or, you know, confused with all the information out there. Then this is a really great way to just come back to the basics and like, okay, what do I want? What is important to me? What are some of the beliefs I have? Where do they come from? You know, and asking yourself some of those very basic questions so we can just get rid of all of the noise. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge is the link to sign up for the challenge. We start on Monday. And if you are interested in working with me um, one-on-one or in the Love Incubator, which again, I'll share more information later on in the next few episodes, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching so we can schedule a time to chat. All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you. I will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection. 
Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.